Welcome to Gaming Casual, the gaming podcast where we talk about games casually. I'm your host, Sedge, and I'm joined by my co-host, Lightsaber Ninja. A.K.A. King Giggle. And Control Freak. Good evening, folks. And Twilight. Occasionally. Who, oh, there she is. I was about to so, say, who has just left the building. Yeah, who has walked away. Um. All right. Light, uh, why don't you start us off by talking about the thing you were legitimately just talking about before we started recording? Yeah, so it itches real bad, and I, I no cream. Not that. Oh, no one wants oh. to know about that. So you, I thought you guys were real interested. That's why nobody was speaking. No, um, no. Anyway, uh, so there's this game. It's it's just a crappy generic platformer with a with a animal in it. It's it's a skunk named Cooley. Is it named Cooley? That's what the video says. It's Cooley Skunk. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a it's a little platformer that came out early in the PlayStation's uh, lifespan, like like early, early. But it was originally being developed for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System, uh, and the Super Family Computer. Um, sorry. Anyway. Super Family Computer. <laughs> that's what it stands for. I know. But uh, anyway, they the SNES version was like lost to history forever, uh, or so they thought. And very recently, somebody found it by a Satella link. Like it was just stored on a Satella link. Huh. Yeah, the only copy of the ROM and and Digital Foundry, I believe. Uh went through and compared it to the PlayStation version. You can see like what they changed and updated and all that. And it was just a real cool story and of all ways to find it. You know what I mean? That'd be like somebody being like, yeah, this is an old server for the Sega channel. And then you discover like a rare. Hmm. That is pretty interesting. I'm yeah, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. And so props to game preservation. Yeah. I mean, hopefully this brings us around to a a new era of like finding old unreleased games and pre- preserving them. Yeah, I wonder what things will be like in the future once everything is streaming because I, like that that's that's a reason why there's this big push for ROMs and stuff for legitimate reasons like game preservation is real. Now granted I joke around and say things like I'd like to buy, I'd like to build myself a game preservation machine when I'm really just saying like an emulator device. <laughs> but like no, legitimately like stuff like that's awesome. I mean that that is leg- a lot of people legitimately look at ROMs and everything. Mhm. Like Raspberry doing the Raspberry Pi thing and putting ROMs on it. They look at it to go like I'm not I'm not stealing games. I am preserving these games that, you know, their cartridges only have a limited battery life on them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sad day so, when those die. Yeah, I was I was talking uh, I was talking to somebody recently, and they were they were like, yeah, I got uh, I got my Xbox is just taking up space in my attic, and I'm like, you mean like OG Xbox? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, I want it, by the way. <laughs> um, but. But the OG Xbox itself has a problem with the internal battery leaking. It'll leak acid oh. all over the board and destroy the system. Well, yeah, I, I guess mean, the one I have in a uh, 
an actual like one of the old school Xbox carry cases is probably dead then. Well, not not what, necessarily. It's actually a very simple fix. Uh, modern vintage gamer YouTube channel anybody should check out anyway. It covers it whenever he shows how to hack and mod a system nowadays. He started in um he started in like that that scene ripping ROMs and doing homebrew and shit. Right. And like uh he will also sometimes make uh game preservation machines, but for the most part his actual interest lies in uh homebrew, which is legitimate. Um but he actually showed how to take care of that issue it's 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 a real simple you don't even need solder skills you just need patience and a, a cleaner it also sounds like uh the original xbox had less of a fatal flaw because that sounds like something that doesn't always happen but still a fatal flaw like the 360 had where the solder it like the heat sinks would literally fail and yeah. the solder would melt yeah, the 360 was rushed though. This is this just is true. Yeah, this is just a, an example of time. Yeah. Uh but it it's funny that you would bring up the 360's failure because the person I was talking to, she kept saying that her Xbox uh red rings. That's why I didn't know what kind of version she was talking. I'm like, "Oh, you you must mean 360." And she's like, "No, it's red ringing." And that's because the original Xbox if you hook it up but don't put in the AV cables yeah. or any cable, it will flash. The ring will flash uh, red. Um, huh. And I think that she just has a system that has bad connectors. Like a little uh, – the, the system that she's talking about, I think it requires a little bit of soldering work. But otherwise, man, I want it. <laughs> uh, I – I can say that that is the one that is one of the systems I've never owned was an OG Xbox. Like I had a PlayStation, but we you could also ostensibly say that it was more of my dad's. Same with every right. console I owned before then. The Xbox was legitimately my first true console. Uh, mine was yeah, I uh, mine was the PS1. Yeah, I got I didn't get a original Xbox until after I think late into the 360 era possibly oh. even to, into the xbox one era um but the only reason i ended up getting it was because a dude tried to trade it in and it had zero value no not, so he's just like well wow yeah he was gonna stay he he had a whole box of old school stuff and he's oh, like no well this is all fucking useless now and just puts it on the counter and leaves. Wow. And my boss, my boss looks at me. I look at him. He looks at me. And I just say, I'm going to go field destroy these. <laughs> he says, you do that. And I field destroyed <laughs> them right into my trunk. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and... I, love how your, I love how your boss is just like, yeah, no, I know what you're going to do. Oh, yeah. Oh, you 100%. Um, like, and that was the thing. He didn't just have that. He also had, like, old school collector's edition stuff. So I have two Halo Reach statues. Oh, nice. Because he just had that in there. And I was like, 
it, it, literally his explanation for why he was trading all this stuff in was it's either this or the girlfriend. Hmm. And I was, I mean, I was just like, why you do would... you, bro? <laughs> I mean, I kind of wonder why that's even a thing. Like, if the girlfriend told him that, so, that he has to get rid of this stuff. I don't, well, and that's the thing. I don't think it was the girlfriend telling him to get rid of it. I think it was just him making a choice, like, I spend too much time doing this. Because that was the thing. It was like, he wasn't he wasn't necessarily like, it wasn't like he was livid at us for not giving him any value for this stuff. It was just like, well, fuck it. And he, it was just him getting rid of it, just dropping the habit right then and there. But some of the shit in there was, it had value. Uh, Vagrant Story, do either of you remember that PS1? Oh, wow. Oh my god. There was a copy of that in there. Uh, he had, let's see, I think there was a copy of Final Fan, a couple of the different Final Fantasies. I think there was a Parasite Eve in there. Um, I mean, oh, it was just a whole... whole bunch of stuff, and he just set it down and left. I mean, w first off, good for you for, I assume you own all of that now. Yes, I owned most of them originally, so now I just have multiple copies. Uh, I also got a Sega Genesis out of it. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. I uh, also like, have a Sega Genesis. I was, like, I saw that in there, I was like, huh. Okay. <laughs> can, can we just take a moment to, like, I, I can't even, I don't even know if I want to say mad respect to that guy, but, like, dude, you, you just like left thousands of dollars of purchase just on a table and walked out i mean if yeah, it really just was just they him, didn't take him it. quitting cold turkey that is kind of interesting i honestly i hope the girl i hope his girlfriend was worth it i'd have yeah. put an ad in the penny saver if gamestop wouldn't take it <laughs> i mean clearly this was a man who didn't care it as as control said this was a guy who made a conscious choice of I I need to dump this habit because either, you know... It's detrimental to my other happiness. So, yeah, again, mad respect to the guy. Like, I feel bad that I couldn't just give him money for it, but I couldn't say, hey, I'll buy it off of you. And he didn't give, he didn't give the opportunity for that. It was just like, do you take it? No? Well, fuck it. I don't think yeah. I could have done the same. I don't I, think I, many people. You know, I yeah. I live. No, that, I live. I live by the code of digital worlds before bitches and girls. <laughs> Good lord! I'm just saying I couldn't. Well. A lot of, well, it's see a lot of the stuff that you listed off, like the reach statues and all that. A lot of that has like sentimental value to me. Yeah. So I I couldn't dump it on sheer premise of that. So I don't know. But like I said. Respect to the guy for being able to do it. I couldn't do it, so. <laughs> Respect to you for being able to just finish your thought there after my comment. I you know, really wish that, I really hope that it was just a conscious decision on his part and it wasn't the girlfriend telling him to get rid of it. Yeah, if I it was an ultimatum all... situation, I, I I hate those. Oh no, if it was an ultimatum situation, bye -bye. I, I mean, I know what choice I'd girl. make. You'd be walking girl. into GameStop with a girlfriend. <laughs> How much? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, oh, that's awful. <laughs> but funny. 
Oh my god. So what have you guys been playing this week? Uh, uh Light, you can go ahead. Oh. Shit. We're Hold gonna on. be talking about the same the same game pretty much, so Okay. You go first. Uh, I've been playing I've played a little more Donkey Kong. Uh sadly I am no longer playing The Witcher. Yeah. That's for me. <laughs> no, he it's not that he's not playing I'll let him explain. I'm real into it, but it's crashing a lot on me. Mm-hmm. The Switch version has issues. It has issues and, and I I lucked out by having, you know, some of the worst of them. And it's just too much hassle to continue with. But that said, been playing more Donkey Kong. I actually almost 100% at the game. Nice. And then I got into Sonic Mania. I was stuck on one area for the longest time, and now I'm finally past it, and I'm just breezing through level by level. I may or may right. not be intermittently playing it while on chat tonight. <laughs> I I almost made the gagging noise, but then I remembered, wait, Mania was the good one. Yeah, not Sonic Heroes. Yeah, that was just the remake of like the old Sonic games. It it's better than that. But I know. I will you say know what I mean. Yeah, I will say though, for all the praise I talked about Sonic Mania when I first got it and how it feels like classic Sonic and all that. I'm actually coming around to the f- I don't think Sonic is as good as I used to believe now that I played Tropical Freeze. And it's a dun, weird dun, feeling. Dun. <laughs> Sonic's always been my favorite 2D platformer. I gathered that. But, yeah, I, I realized that there's a lot of jank in that game. and uh, Oh, yeah. And then after you see Retro Studios level design for Tropical Freeze, like, I just can't go back. Because there are a lot of cheap deaths, not not just deaths due to skill. Um, But anyway, and then the final thing that I've been playing a, technically a ton of, but, like, uh, overall time, not much. But given how quick and easy it is to both die and restart, I've played tons and tons and tons and tons and tons. Is a is a little downloadable title called Akane. And Why does that sound that, familiar? Because it, it released on Steam. Yeah. It's a little indie title from Steam and Nintendo Switch, and I was just chatting to you guys about it the other day. It's uh it's a hack and slash title and it is good. I, I need more time invested in it before I could say any. I so I since it was on sale for like a dollar. It's like forty cents. It was a dollar when I picked it up. Oh, because whenever I up. whenever I bought it, uh, maybe it was a dollar. I don't know. I got it for free thanks to the Nintendo coins I racked up from the cartridge games that I own. Right, but so it is a fun little game. Mm-hmm. Like honest, honestly, I I looked at it and I'll be honest, the controls were a little bit like, "Hey, eh, what the yeah. hell?" The yeah, first felt- time, and now, now that I'm starting to figure them out, mm-hmm. I'm digging it because it's a super quick. It, it's one of those games that's like, uh, if I was playing the Switch on like a a car ride to somewhere, yeah, or or a train, like this would be a great game to just pick up, play for like an you know thirty minutes to an hour, and then. Put down. It is a true handheld arcade experience. Uh, handheld and arcade in the sense that like, it's really, really tough. You die over and over and over and over. You die swiftly. You die quickly. But also, 
you can play it in such short bursts. It's like Hotline Miami. I like I I haven't played that, but I have wanted to play that, so I think that's also why I'm into this. I mean I don't Hotline know how Miami well is just a murder festival. It is, but it it's got that thing of like, you know, you'll it's a one hit kill in Hotline Miami. Like you yeah. die in one hit and then you're just back in. Okay. Yeah. Akane is the same thing. Exact mm-hmm. same. In you, that regard. You get you get hit and you know, you respawn and you keep going. The one thing I will say about it, and I think you address we addressed this obviously off pod. You brought this up. It it has one area with just wave after wave of like kind of the same guys with some variation thrown in. Yeah. Sounds like a flash game. It it kind of does play like an old school flash game. Okay. But for a dollar, I'm not gonna it, complain. It's totally worth the money with the sale. And I, as I get further in it, because I've already passed the first boss now, as I get further in it, I'm going to find out if there's any more to it than just that one area. If not, then I would say don't buy the game unless it's on sale, because five bucks is steep for what it offered. Yeah. Right. It it does have, like, unlockable things, though, and challenges to do. Yeah, but you know what? Those challenges are so impossible. I've, I've unlocked uh, only two items. Because I've only met two of the challenges, one of them is uh, uh, one of them is shoot like you you can cut people down or shoot them. You have limited bullets that uh, that build up over time, and every slice of your katana takes stamina that builds up over time. So the idea is you alternate between the two in order to you know never be running out. Right, um, but with how but the w- switch works, that is difficult. Oh yeah. Uh, one of the challenges in the game, just talking about it makes me want to play it, though. Uh, one of the challenges to get an upgrade for your gun is you got to shoot 30 enemies in one round. When you first start the game, killing 30 enemies alone is hard enough. But shooting them is impossible. My max number of kills in a round, as of right now at the very beginning is what, like 120-something. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've yet to meet that requirement of shooting 30 dudes. But I I still say it's a fun game. It's well worth, worth Well worth giving it your time if you can get it for cheap. Oh, yeah. It's very fun, and I look forward to comparing scores with you. I do want to actually propose that as a challenge. <laughs> oh. So I say for the next four episodes we see who can get the highest score every week an audience let's see how many of you can actually remember this because obviously they are not going to let's um i'll remember let's compare best scores since level by level like round by round it varies too much right well that that's what i mean like at the end of the week who's ever got the highest best score wins for that week all right and we'll We'll post them, uh, we'll post the screenshots or, uh, the pictures to Twitter. And I'll see how long this lasts, because I still don't think you'll remember even even next week. (laughs) Well, considering we came up with this idea two days ago, and I still remember it, I'd say... You have a very low opinion of our memories. Yes, I do. I mean, she does DM for us, so... I had to constantly remind you about things. Yeah, but that is also because we get an information dump 
every week or every other week. You remember the books that you bought yourself in that game? Some carrying on to games we've been playing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, you know what? I'm I'm actually gonna go next this week. Oh, fine then. I see how it is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Fight me. Do Um, you really want to? I'll box. No. Oh, I want to see it. You'll beat me on sheer height and arm reach. <laughs> it's not about the height of the body. It's about the punchkin of the munchkin. Oh, God. God, fuck off. Well, he is the super munchkin, so... <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> Just because I'm the shortest one in this pot anyway. <laughs> um, I've been playing two games this week, so... I had to play something that was portable because I was out of town this weekend. And I had picked up Celeste over Christmas while it was on sale. So I started a playthrough of that. That game is both beautiful and fucking infuriating. Oh, yeah. One One of the more difficult platformers out there. It's one of the better assist systems, though. It it does have a good assist. I actually haven't used the assist system, so I can't say. Maybe that's why it was so difficult. I I didn't even know there was an assist system until right now. Well, there you go. <laughs> so, but no, it it's a game that definitely requires you to like learn the levels and learn your character and learn timing and everything cuz your character has a dash ability to like get you to places, but that only recharges when you hit a flat surface. Mm-hmm. that you can stand on without, like, climbing. Because the whole game's about climbing a mountain. Right. And gripping walls. Yeah, and gripping walls and all that, so... It's a lot of combining um, gripping with jumping and dashing and finding the right time to do everything and the correct path to do it in. And also, like, Metroidvania-esque exploring to get all of the strawberries. I'm not even kidding, that's the collectible. It's strawberries. Okay. It... It's a super fun game, and I mean, it's another one of those that I didn't want to, like, put down, even yeah. though I'm on level three and have already died 120 times. Super Meat Boy was like that for me. Uh, see, I've never played Super Meat Boy. Ah, uh, Super Meat Boy. I have you ever watched speedruns of that game? That's dis- It's disgusting. Oh, I can only imagine. <laughs> have you ever watched speedruns of any game? Well, no, this is like, these are legit speedruns, not, okay, well, there's this one bug you can do on this stage, and if oh, you do it just it's not right, like, It's no. not like the Super Mario speedruns where it's the glitch through the wall to get to the final boss kind of thing? No, this is I mean, that stuff is legitimate, like, but... I know. Well, because there are tiers to it. They actually have uh, yeah, speedrun rules, so it's like, uh, non-bug run, bug run, and then, like, modifier runs. Yeah, it's like how uh, if I was to ever watch a speedrun, I don't want to watch a tool-assisted speedrun. I've never watched a tool-assisted one. Yeah, I don't begrudge them because I think it's cool to discover shit like that, but it's just not what I want to watch. But uh, the uh, the like default no-bug run for Super Meat Boy, like, some of them are just... like I'm sorry, how did you get to the point of understanding that hmm. stage because in some of the later stages you have points where it's like all right this platform you're standing on will dissolve away 
you're getting shot at by these saw blades. Uh, overhead is a swinging spike trap, and the ground is lava. All the yeah. ground is lava. And you're literally jumping from destructible point to destructible point to get to the top with, like, two rest spots. And you'll watch these players go through, and it's like, yeah, they may have touched the ground at some point. <laughs> they may have. Not they did. They may have. Yeah. Some some of these guys are ridiculous. And I it's why I like watching the legit speedrunners for a lot of these games where it's just like, okay, that was really good. Like the Dark Souls ones where it's like, mm. yeah, uh, okay, I just need to beat this boss within this time frame, this boss within this time frame. Uh, I just have to hope I don't get hit ever. If I die, I'm just going to have to restart. It's like, I'm sorry, hmm. what? Huh. Yeah, oh boy. And then they um, just decimate but, the game in an hour and 20 yeah. minutes or whatever. But yeah, I, I know that Celeste is an older game in the grand scheme of things. Like, I think it came out, yeah, two years ago. Actually, two years ago, almost to the day. But yeah, super good game. If you haven't picked it up yet, definitely try it. <laughs> Uh, and the other one I've played that's worth mentioning on top of my general, you know, Sea of Thieves, that kind of stuff. Uh, I got into the technical alpha test for Disintegration, which is the new game. I, It's an ex-Halo dev, right? Uh, Yeah, I believe so. And it's Disintegration. Yeah. Not Disintegration. Dis yeah, it's not oh. Disintegration. It's Disintegration. Oh, it's the same. Ah, either way, it's it's a first-person shooter where you are on you control somebody who's on a gravity cycle, and you have to uh, command units. And this is obviously the multiplayer test, so you have to command units to do um, various objectives to capture point. Yeah, to do various objectives, whether it be uh, deliver basically Halo's assault, so deliver a bomb to a point or capture points. I didn't, I didn't realize that this was the game that you were talking about when you said this in the grid. I remember this. This was that game that we uh, we were all confused about with E3. Yeah. And then it's only now that everybody finally is starting to get it. Yep, because they they did a IGN actually did a video for them. Yeah. Um. So the story of the game, obviously this is a technical test for the multiplayer, but the story is there's some kind of virus that made it so humans can't live in their organic meat bodies anymore. <laughs> so they all transferred their conscience to robots. And they ha some of them have become free, so they're trying to find a way to get back into their meat bodies. There's more to it okay. than that, even. There so, is. It's But, yeah, I, I feel like that... It's going to be your hardest thing to explain. Yeah. But, <laughs> and that's saying something because the gameplay is pretty complicated. Yeah. Yeah. So the gameplay, just from the multiplayer, you're on a team. You're on teams of five. And each team has their grav cycle, their weapons, and they all play differently. Think Overwatch as heroes. Yeah. Um, they all also have their minions that you command. But you don't control what they do. They fight on their own. You just kind of tell them where to go and who to shoot. Waypoint system. 
Yeah. So you get into this these matches where you got everybody on grab cycles shooting weapons while there's a battle taking place below you with their like the special abilities of their minions and your minions yeah. going off everywhere. You know what it you know what it reminds me and and this is going to be hard for me to say because uh I don't play like literally any of them. But to me it's like a blend of the RTS parts of uh whatever Tim Schafer's metal game was that oh, I can't think of right Legend? now. Yeah, the RTS parts of Brutal Legend with bits of hero shooter and classic team deathmatch. Yep. Actually that yeah. No, that's Fairly that's a accurate. pretty solid exp yeah, that's a pretty solid explanation actually. But it it makes you think cuz you always kind of have to be uh, knowledgeable of where your units are and whether or not they're dead. Yeah. Because if you don't go pick them up, it'll take them like a minute and a half to respawn. Oh shit, my heavy's been dead for 45 seconds. <laughs> yeah, that explains why I'm dying. Yeah. I, I had one or two of those moments. It is a very... I had a lot... I'm having a lot of fun with it. I just worry that it's not going to be a sustainable game. And there are bugs in, concern, in terms it's of... A, it's a technical beta, though. I'll... I'll give them leeway for a technical beta. I didn't see many bugs. What did you see? Outside of, like, the, the chat stuff. Outside of the whole thing where it was one guy versus five? That's not a bug. That's just happenstance of the matchmaking. People making. quitting. People probably yeah. quit at the start of the match. Yeah, that, people that quit. That happens in every game. Yeah, it's either people quit and, you know, because they were losing, or people quit and... This game has no way of, like, bringing new players into the match as of right now, it seems. So when people quit, you're just screwed. Yeah. Um, Which, I think if they're going to do anything, they really need to fix that. Yeah, and again, it's this was Technical a, alpha. Yeah, yeah this, technical beta. Um, And since he referenced it, I, I've also been playing it. Um, I like it. I actually don't mind the controls, although some of their original mappings for the buttons were kind of dumb. Uh, fucking use a shift for go up. It's the same problem I have with fucking Kakarot. <laughs> um, but my, like, so I, I have things about the story, and I, I think it probably would have made a better story. I think I, I mentioned it to you before, where, because when I first saw the trailer for it, it looked more like you know, you had the super, like, the super technology and then everybody else type of thing. So, mm -hmm. you know, disease comes by, aliens show up, basically say, we can save your race. We just have to put you in metal bodies. Years go by, you know, the disease is dead and they're not releasing us. And we're basically a resistance group trying to break off from that. That's what I thought when they've... Because based on the title, disintegration, is like we were integrated into the society and now we're breaking off because we want to go back to being human. It's still the same idea, just different big bad. It's the government is the big bad and we're rebel fighters trying to get our bodies back. Uh, that's um, that's one thing. The the fascisty government uh, aspect and the uh, constant war aspect. I feel like. 
and and I I know I have no room to talk. Not only have I not played the game or have a way to play the game, but it's you know in open alpha. But I feel like it's gonna scratch the surface, but never dive deep enough with the themes it has for a brand new sci-fi world. And well, and that's part of the concern is is there enough here to make a new IP to get to bring people in and. I'm kind of leaning to no. Is it enjoyable? Yes. Do I think there's enough there? No. The maps are a little small. You know, and for being on mm -hmm. these hover bikes, you do technically need to wait for your guys on the ground, so you're not necessarily flying around the map, you're gliding about the map. Um, but the gameplay feels fairly solid. You know, once you get used to the button controls and, you know, making sure you're going higher or lower in elevation to get your give yourself, you know, the best advan advantageous position, it all I, flows together really well. That's, yeah, The I remember the IGN video saying that they had a couple concerns, but that when the game clicks, like, it, it's got a great state of flow, like yeah. a like a then state of flow. Well, and that's, it really. Like, we had a couple matches where that happened. Our our team just clicked, and we decimated the opponents. I have a quick question regarding the controls for you guys. All right. When you're when you're actually in your hover bike thing, and you're moving around, and it's got you know all four guns a shooting. Uh, is it comfortable? And and this is a, a weird one to compare it to, but. Is it comfortable in the way that when you got the learning curve, the Darkness 2? Different type of curve. I only played Darkness 2 for a little bit, and I know what you're talking about, like with the, the actual darkness aspect. Well, yeah, like, that. yeah, because in Darkness 2, I'm only bringing it up because you used all four shoulder buttons, and anytime I see, you know, four points in a first-person shooter, it makes me think that. Um, well, there, it's not necessarily like you have four separate guns. Uh, okay. The different bikes have different guns. So one bike has, you know, auto cannons. You're using light machine guns. And then it has a secondary that, uh, actually, I'm not sure what the machine, was that the, uh, the pulse blast? No, that which, was, it had which... the shotgun. The light oh, machine that was gun the... that you switched to a shotgun for the other thing. Yeah, that was the the one that looked like you had just carved up a lowrider. Yeah, um, but yeah, each each one has a different thing. So like one of the guys that I really like has a semi-auto rifle, pretty much. It's a sniper rifle. You get five shots, you have to reload, um, and then its secondary is a heel gun. The trick. I part, forgot. Yeah, hero based. No. Yeah, the yeah. the tricky bit with it is making sure to use your squad mates' abilities because. Switching your weapon is mapped to Q, and then your squad mate abilities are the one, two, and three button. So making sure you're switched, mm. like you're using your alternate gun to assist your team in some way or another, and then you're also using your squad mate abilities to either assist your team or to disrupt the enemy team. It's uh, it, again, there's a lot there, but I don't think it's enough for a new IP. Um, I had some opinions, like when it first came out, it was something I was just questioning. Oof, well, give me one second. Yeah, tickling my throat. Uh, 
I when they said it was going to be multiplayer, I personally had the hope because it was like you're a regular guy driving these hover bikes. What I had been hoping for originally was one player is the guy in the hover bike. Other players could be the guys on the ground. I get you. Um, yeah. And that, like when they said, oh, yeah, it's going to be a it's single It's kind of what it like, looked like, too, in that initial campaign. reveal. Yeah, it's like there's going to be a big campaign and all this other stuff. There's going to be multiplayer. And I was like, that would be really cool. You know, you have your guys on the ground with their own guns, and then you have the guys in the air with their hover bikes and their guns. Like, that would have been a very interesting mechanic. And I think that would have gotten a lot of people in. So what we have now is interesting, but I don't think it's going to be a mass draw. You know, there's a lot of uh, popular asynchronous multiplayer games now. RIP Evolve for, you know, attempting. Um, But the concept that you just described of asynchronous cooperative multiplayer in a competitive setting, obviously, with there being teams... But that idea is actually really, really cool. Yeah. And, you know, maybe someone will hear my idea, steal it, and implement it into something in the future. Who knows? I wish that every time I write or say something. (laughs) (laughs) Not to say it's a bad game, though. I'd say it is a pretty decent game. Yeah, absolutely not. It It is a solid game. It's a good concept. I, I it's do just, feel there's not enough meat. As an outsider, I really do believe though that some of the some of the ideas they have for their story are just way too heady concepts to work in this type of video game. Well, for the campaign, I'm still interested in it, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Sorry, I kind of stole your thunder there, Sedge. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. It works out because he, the way that he piggybacked on Maya Kane and then you piggybacked on Disintegration, like, if only there was a game you and I, Control, have played that I could then take from you. Like, we could have a really good circular conversation happening. Yeah. Yeah. I don't play enough of my uh, Switch, though. The only, t- only game I've played well, with you guys recently is Sea of Thieves and the ship where the remaster of the ship game, and I realized that some games don't like you being murder happy. <laughs> You've uh, got an hour ban. I still can't believe that from my server, and oh, I, I didn't ban you. People, I want to hear more of this, but I you definitely banned me. I want. I just want to say real quick uh, that the only reason I even talk so much about my Switch control is because it's the only current console I have. Otherwise, it'd just be mobile games and old PS3 games. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just yeah. saying I don't use mine very often. Hell, I don't really use my consoles very often anymore either. But the ship was the other game we all did play. And yeah, the ship is a game where you have a target you must murder. You have someone hunting you. You can murder your murderer and you can murder your murderee. You this don't just go around with a shotgun Dropping everybody just cause. But it was oh boy. That. Honestly, I didn't expect it to be banned. I thought I'd just be in the negatives as far as money went, but wow. Nope. I mean, because... you got so far into the negatives that the game was like, all right, you clearly You're... don't want to play. <laughs> You're obviously a griefer. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, yeah. And and that and it's because a lot of the older games had a karma system. 
and it was designed specifically for that. It was like team killing, random killing in games where there's some sort of objective, stuff like that. It was like, if you dicked around too much, the game itself was just like, no, you're ruining the game for other people. Get out of my game. For context, oh my they God. wanted me to play play the game with them. And they knew I'd go a little murder happy whenever murder is the objective. But we I expected was, um... you to follow the rules. They didn't. I, I was playing Call of Duty once. That for... was not even a, th- a thought that went through your head. I was given time to respond. Uh, for a brief period of time, I had both. Somehow, I had Xbox Live, even though we definitely didn't have internet, so I don't know where I was getting the connection there. But I had Xbox Live and Modern Warfare 3. I know that's a bad one, but it's the only one I had. And I was playing one of the ones where, like, team shooting is an option. Like, not ranked, but still, like, one of the more hardcore modes, you know? Mm-hmm. And... That's whenever I found out that I I can't be in those type of games because uh, it only takes like you know two or three shots to to be down and uh, Call of Duty by default does red and green name tags in instead of something that's super contrasting for everybody like right. red and blue um, and yeah I I got kicked out of a match for killing too many of my teammates, and it was the one game where I thought I was doing really good. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was back before they started having colorblind adjustments. Yeah, apparently yeah. whenever I play a game, if killing other people is an option, I tend to do that. Even in Minecraft, I think I've shot Control dead several times. Yeah, for absolutely like no reason. do that on purpose. One time I shot you just, just to see if I could hit you from that far away. Yeah, see, you're just an asshole. Probably. I mean, uh, what do you mean probably? You just said, I shot you because I wanted to see if I could. Well, I am not very good at aiming. One time I stopped him from killing somebody by shooting a powder keg out of his hands as he was swimming away with it. I'm not the strongest man in the world, but if I come at somebody with a hatchet, (laughs) it's still being a dickhead. (laughs) Also true. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm not going to kill anybody in real life. That's good. Let's keep it we that way. Be able to go... Yeah. <laughs> that's not something normal people usually have to specify. But uh, on that, we're going to take a short break here um, to play you some promos from some of our awesome shows that we are friends with. Brother and sister shows. So... Check out these shows coming up, and we'll be back in just a second. Hey, guys, Snow here. I just wanted to give a real quick intro. Snow, what are you doing? Uh, Grog, I'm in the middle of something. I can see that. Wait, wait a minute. Microphone, headset, script. Are you recording the new promo? Yes, Grog, I was recording the new promo. Without me, but I'm the master of toast. Plus, I've been practicing. Okay, fine. You can help. I'll read the script. Just chime in when you feel like you have something important to say. Yes. Hi guys, Snow here. And Rogue. <laughs> I just wanted to give a real quick introduction to our podcast, Missing Role Player Found. We are an actual play Pathfinder podcast following the adventures of the Odd Guild. That's my guild. We were all living our normal lives until we tried the latest MMORPG. And that's when we found out we were all trapped in the game and we could die. 
Oh, but don't worry. We still find plenty of time to have fun. Sometimes a little too much fun, if you know what I mean. Yes, Grog, I think we all do. And that's why it took us so long to finish the last floor. Hey, that one wasn't my fault. Any of that sound interesting? Why don't you check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Nailed it. Hey, I'm Lucas, the host of Wonder Soul, a weekly podcast series featuring a variety of topics dealing with life's many passions and experiences. Join me and friends each week as I discuss topics ranging from pop culture to real-life conversations that all can find relatable. New episodes bring new guests and new topics and release every Friday. More content can be found on Wondersoul's YouTube and Twitch channels. Stay up to date and connect with Wondersoul through social media by following us on Twitter and Instagram. And we hope that you enjoy Wondersoul wherever you listen to podcasts. So do good and take care. Hey, welcome back, everybody. I hope you enjoyed those promos. Go check out those awesome shows. They sound good. Uh, we got a couple of pieces of news this week to go over quick. Okay. Uh, first things first, Nintendo finally told us what the hell Nintendo or Pokemon Home is going to be. Uh, a cash grab. Uh, and how yeah. it's going to work. So, co- according to an article by Kotaku, uh, there will be two versions of it. A basic version for free and a premium version, which will cost uh, $16 a year, so $3 a month. This on is top of your... one of the most egregious examples of uh, cutting the kneecaps off of the free version to funnel you into paying. Well, yep, because the free version... You will not be able to move your Pokemon from Pokemon Bank, which is their current service where you can store Pokemon that I just found out about today. Wait, I thought you could. Hang on, I'm getting there. Oh, okay. Uh, You can only deposit 30 Pokemon. 30. You can only place three into a Wander Box at once. Or Is that one, one. Wander Box? Uh... You can only place one in the GTS at once. That's the global trade par- system. Yep. You can participate in room trade, but you cannot host it, and you cannot be a judge. I don't know okay, what that whatever. means. But let's roll back to that 30 Pokemon. How many do you get in the free version? How many can you store? 30. Well, or, or, and then in the paid version, how many can you store? 6,000. What? Yeah. So that that's the main draw of it is storing your Pokemon to transfer them, either transferring them from older games to this Pokemon home. And or... now I want to point out that Pokemon Bank did not have a free version. Um, but uh, it had pretty much the same features here however pokemon bank was five dollars a year so yeah for this you're basically paying the same amount that you pay for switch online but just for pokemon yep just just for the ability to store pokemon yeah they can eat a dick on that i think that they should have either had it to where and you have to have nintendo switch online to use it like to use any of the trading things 
not just the story. And this um, money goes to Nintendo, not uh, Game uh, Freak. Yeah, not Game Freak. Uh, that I don't know. So there's I, a couple yeah. unknowns with this. Uh, one, it is so they're going to be making Pokemon Bank. Uh. Basically, they'll be making it free for a month so you can transfer your stuff from Pokemon Bank to there. Hmm. They haven't said what'll happen if you stop paying for the service. So if you have that more than 30 in your storage and you stop paying, what the hell happens to the others? Yeah. That I I haven't been able to find it. They die. Well, that that's the thing. Are you going to lose all those Pokemon that you've brought over? That has Pokemon happened to some people with Bank. Right, and these are Pokemon that some people have been carrying around with them since Red. Yeah. So, that's one question. Obviously, uh, if you can't get the stuff transferred over from Bank, I'm curious as to what will happen to those. They'll probably be gone. Yeah. So, it seems like a very quick cash grab and I don't like it. Yeah. And and uh uh what I think that they should have done here is if you pay for Pokemon Bank like if you're paying $16 a year for Pokemon Bank, which I know that as that being a year it's not a huge amount but still. If you're paying the $16, then you should have Nintendo Online features for the Pokemon game. Yeah, and then basically... if you're paying for Nintendo Switch Online, maybe it could be like an extra three to five dollars to get the bank features included. Basically, or, bundle I, it home, like you would home. with Hulu and Dis- basically bundle it like you would with Hulu. Yes. Yeah. So that's our that's that little bit of news. Uh, obviously, we'll keep you posted as we know more. Um, Light, you had a couple things you wanted to talk about? Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know how much conversation these are going to instill, but I, I I do have two little tidbit things I wanted to bring up with you guys. So one is uh, on the subject of Sony's roadmap for the PS5. We discussed uh, last week about them bringing um, games to PC and whether you guys thought that they were moving towards an Xbox-like strategy. I wanted to point out that uh, so for the next gen, PS5 and Xbox Series blank, um, Microsoft announced that all games for the first year of the next generation are coming to every system. There will be no next gen exclusives. Uh, Sony's gone ahead and done the opposite. They will be coming out with PS5 only game. I wanted to share that with you. Hmm. Now, when they say Xbox exclusive... Does that just mean it'll be on Xbox and PC because so PC is basically I want, yeah. on Xbox? I, I wanna yeah, I wanna put this to rest for all gamers everywhere. When the when Microsoft says Xbox exclusive, they've already iter- like stated that means Xbox and PC. But what I'm saying here is next gen only. So like a game that comes out on the Xbox Series X, but not the Xbox One. So for the first year of the Xbox Series lifespan, all games will be coming to Xbox One as well as PC and Xbox Series X. 
Mm. I mean, that's pretty baller because that means you don't have to go out and rush out and buy the new console right away if you don't want to. I'm of mixed minds on this because I do agree that that, that is cool for anybody that owns the last-gen system. Uh, but then I also feel like that holds back developers. But then I also also know that we're at this weird stage where power doesn't mean much than, you know, prettier games. So it it's not being held back as much as if they did this, like, with the 360 to Xbox. Right. Cass? But yeah. Uh, but however, Sony will have games that are PS5 only and won't play on PS5. And I'm okay uh, with that. Have, like, yeah. Because there, at one point there has to be a tech gap. Like yeah. having having all games come out for your current gen and your previous gen means that the previous gen is going to be missing something in some yeah. way. I mean, and that we've and it seen also, that in the past. With and it also means that the current gen or the new current gen is being held back. Yeah. So I I would prefer to have, hey, this is you know, Xbox exclusive. This is PS5 exclusive. I mean, um, shit. I'm trying to think of a couple of the games. Like, I know there were various, like, Call of Duties that came out where you looked mm-hmm. at the one version and the next version between the two generations, and it's like, yeah, there is a drastic difference here on multiple yeah. levels. I, You know... And even outside of uh, graphics, um, I'm trying to remember what it was, but there was one game that came out, and it was like, oh, yeah, it's also going to be on the previous gen as well. I think it was a Sony game, or a play- like it came out on PlayStation. It was uh, PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4, and it was like the PS3 version was like a neutered version of the game. Like It was just well, missing um, so oh, much. That was uh, Black Ops three well in it well not only that too uh shadow of mordor came out for last gen consoles as well as current gen and the last gen consoles were missing the uh the rival system which ended up being yeah which ended up being the thing that everybody cared about shadow of mordor for yeah and and that like i don't want to see that happen again because you know, Xbox is saying, oh, well, we don't want anyone to feel left out about these things. It's like, are you, you, you kidding? Well, yeah, that's that's why I brought up last week with Xbox even deciding to do that because I, I, I like cool and and I get the said your point about how that's cool for people who are stuck with the the last gen console. Um, but it it just strikes me as weird that they're doing that to begin with. But yeah, since I learned that Sony's doing the opposite, I thought I'd share it. The other yeah, bit no. of news isn't news. I wanted to talk about esports. I mean, it's technically news. What? And you mean well, not... how the Navy's coming out with their own esports team? No, no I didn't know that. No, I, I that have is, no news actually attached to that. That's happening to that. Interesting. <laughs> no, I don't have any any real news attached to this. This was pure just. I have a little bit of a conversation thing to have here, but um, I think that they should start putting in spectator cameras into games. Uh, uh, some already do. Yeah, I there are a couple do. games that have that. Uh, generally, like the uh, the PUBG esque 
games, like the yeah. Battlegrounds games, those have spectator cams. Uh, but well, Overwatch I don't just mean it. I don't mean spectator where it just attaches to players and you can swap no, between them. No, it's a it's a free roam camera. <clears throat> okay, because like, uh, Call of Duty is getting into esports now, and a lot of these games they're really hard to follow. And it'd be nice if they had player perspective third-person player perspective, and then random static cams where cool shit's happening. Even if they had to, like, pre-tape a show, though I don't think they'd do that. I think that they would get an AI to run the algorithm and figure out where to best put a camera. Um, there are <clears throat> some, actually, that have that. Um, Rainbow Six, you see it at Rainbow Six tournaments. They actually, like, in the game, they have above-mech cameras. Mm -hmm. Um, not just like the mini map camera that shows where each player is, but it's an actual like yeah. There are they have static cameras in certain regions during tournaments for viewing yeah. purposes like that. Um, the reason that they don't have that though in more, uh, like just online gameplay is that it actually is a strain on processor. I understand yeah. that. Um. Although once games are digital and on servers, it would be even even more feasible. But I think that as games move on to esports, they they gotta start thinking about the audience as well. And like, um, because I honestly believe that some people would even watch like competitive Madden games the same way they watch football if it had NFL style cameras. Do you know what I mean? Oh. Like for the audience. Yeah. Not for the players, no, I, mind you. That'd be annoying. No, but. I understand what you mean. I'm just laughing at the idea of somebody watching a competitive Madden game. Uh, well, that actually that reminds me of uh, there was this was a couple UFC fights ago. I think it was actually last year. There was a dude who was streaming one of like the big title fights on mm -hmm. Twitch, but oh, he has no. a he has a he has his face cam up with a controller. Acting like he's playing the game. That's beautiful. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, uh, I remember seeing that, and th like something, something like that would happen. Or uh, actually, I think we uh, we ended up doing it as a joke. We had a Madden demo reel, so it was just like AI players playing against each other. Mm -hmm. um, we ended up convincing a customer that we were just watching a football game at work. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, said, uh, you you've scoffed and like, I'm one. I'm always down for mocking silly ideas like people watching Madden, but at the same time, I actually enjoy watching Madden more than playing it. No, okay, so I scoffed at the idea, but when I was younger, me and my friend would actually do that. We would set up two teams and then bet on who would win. Yeah, I like to do that too. Enjoy playing Madden. I knew a person. I, I had somebody who was my friend. Hold on. I'm going to walk was. right back to where I know I have the best service because I have was. to tell you this. Yeah. I had a friend who legitimately bought new consoles every time they came out. And he always made sure that he owned the top-of-the-line console. And never once would you ever consider him a gamer, however... He bought the new Madden every year. Ah, he's one of those. He's a broken. Only Madden. He didn't even. He wasn't even like a, like a Madden and uh, uh, 
Call of Duty, like, generic bro gamer type per Or did you just say that? I'm sorry. Yes. But he, he wasn't even, like, that guy. No, it was literally, he bought Madden. And as long as they sold it, he bought the college football one, too. Oh, NCAA? Mm-hmm. But he only played football on game consoles and for some reason bought the New Year's version every time and then would buy the brand new console when it dropped. Hmm. I mean, I saw plenty of people like that when I worked at the game store. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not unusual. To be loved by anyone. But on a on another esports related note, though, uh, ActaBlizz is apparently moving both the Call of Duty League and Overwatch League from Twitch to YouTube. So, so, uh, so that they can monetize it better. I said, yeah, you don't get as much money from YouTube anymore. But well, now I but said they probably weren't that. getting much ad revenue from Twitch. From anyway. Twitch. So sure. chances are, going to YouTube, they probably have more ads that they can toss into it. Now, it's it's a little confusing to me. I know I said that they want the wider audience, because you get a wider audience with YouTube. Um, if only for the fact that, you know, I can play live YouTube videos, but I can't stream Twitch, even with the app. Um, That's surprising. Because I know I've I've streamed on my Twitch on my phone before. It kills mm -hmm. your data, like yeah, which I'm not worried about. Business. Yeah, I think I went through a gig of data in like ten minutes. Yeah, thankfully I have I finally have a service with a good data plan, or else I'd be screwed. <laughs> um, the early days of hanging out, talking to Sedge through Discord, like my earliest days when I was on Straight Talk, those were bad. Uh, I used to get throttled all the time, and it would just kill my connection. Anyway, uh, I would think, though, even though I said that, the wider audience thing, you would think that any company would want to do YouTube and Twitch and fucking Mixer. Like, if there's a service yeah. where I can get an audience... Do them all. You, you'd think you'd want it on as wide of an of a platform as possible, but that's clearly not what they're going for. Yeah, well, and it's weird is, that well, there's got to be a have a non competition agreement. So if you yes. do one, like if I stream something on Twitch for forty eight hours, I cannot post that anywhere else. Otherwise, I would lose my affiliate status. Yeah. Oh, I hate that. Well, it, they want to have at least temporary exclusive rights. To yeah, I know. But I really hate that idea. Because <laughs> if it was honestly. me, I would, like Sedge said, I'd cast as wide a net as possible. I would be on YouTube, Twitch, Mixer, Twitter, uh, Facebook Live video. Like, whatever lets me post live, that's where I'd be. I mean, I would, Here's a quick question. I would want to deal with Facebook live that just yeah that's... no i mean i don't like to deal with facebook at all i'm just saying that if i'm trying to share myself i'm doing them all uh quick question if the stream is exclusive is it the content uh, i don't know how to ask this like could i theoretically set up two separate cameras and no. stream one to one and one to the other and call them separate no because okay it's it's not your face cam that is the exclusive content that they're technically okay 
you know you're putting onto their platform well you're you know my face is on my streams um yeah. it is the gameplay the right. gameplay content is what they have exclusivity on for the 48 hour period after that 48 hour period i can slap it into a youtube video and throw it up on throw it online but i have to wait that time frame which isn't bad oh. because if i stream there's going to be you know dead points in the stream where i'm not talking or something's not happening so yeah that means you know, whoever gets the second video can get it edit, edited and yeah, nice edit yeah. and render and then put it up on youtube and that's yep. what a lot of the uh the the bigger names do and just make sure that it reaches that 10 minute mark yeah that too um yep. Uh, I actually, this just hit me, uh, I actually have a couple things that if I don't say now, I'll probably forget forever and then have that moment where I'm like, hey guys, remember when I brought this up on the podcast? And you're like, you never said that. I'm like, oh no. Yep, just like the code I said, you guys have the memories of goldfish. Yeah. Well, hey, when you said that, I, as I said, I don't, I don't deny that I have a shit memory. Um, a couple things, random bullet points I want to put out. So it, it's been, like, rumored enough for news people to even talk about it now that there is a KOTOR sequel or remake in the works for sure. Um, let's not dwell on that. There's also, uh, it's now rumored that there's two Silent Hill titles, and I'll come back around to that. I wanted to tell you guys. So you mentioned Face Cam, right? Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, that's for some reason I was imagining cameras behind me whenever I asked the question, and I'm like, no, that's not how you would stream a video game. You would have it at your. And I was like, well, yeah. if I had it at my face, I wish there was a way I could green screen around so yeah, that people don't see my yeah. house. You can. And then I'm like, oh, well, I was gonna say, oh, the Connect had features like that built in. Oh, yeah, the Connect isn't actually a thing anymore. Microsoft canceled it. Oh, that reminds me, and here's where we get to the bit of news that. I forgot to bring up last week. Uh, they're saying that the DualShock 5, in addition to the back buttons, is going to have a microphone. And that's because the PS5 is going to have an AI assistant in it. Oh, God. Similar, similar to how Google has, you know, the assistant and uh, iPhone has Siri and Xbox. Uh, the, the Connect, its best features were the fact that you could shout at your Xbox to pause Netflix. <laughs> it wasn't that I could wobble around and flail my arms in the air. It was just the fact that I could say Xbox pause. I miss Dance Central. Um, uh. <laughs> the the PlayStation camera for the PS4 has those rudimentary commands in it. By the way, if anybody was unaware, the Regional PlayStation camera, not the new weird one that's like made just for the VR. Yeah, I don't know if that has a microphone. In it. Uh, but, it does. Okay, um, looks even more like a Connect in my opinion now. But uh, but anyway, yeah. So doing away with cameras entirely, the DualShock Five is just going to have the microphone for you to do that kind of stuff. And I think that is a cool idea versus uh, touch pads. Uh, fucking dual cameras that are always staring at you. Yeah, no, I agree. I I would rather have that than a camera in my house. You already got a camera staring at me all the time, but I, all I those. Mean, I'd rather there. I'd rather have that than a camera on my console. But yeah, yeah, I get where you're coming from. 
All those tidbits um, are all I got to share, unless you want to talk about Silent Hill. I mean, we can save that for next week. Hopefully, there's more news. Yeah, hopefully, I do have one little, little tiny thing before we wrap, and this is just a quick thing. Uh, trailer dropped today for Mortal Kombat Scorpion's Revenge, the new animated Mortal Kombat movie. Oh Lord! Ooh, and it looks fantastic. Oh, uh, they're doing a Witcher animated series too. Yep. Um, just announced that as well. I also want to give a uh, belated birthday, or belated happy birthday to Final Fantasy Tactics, which turned <laughs> 22 on January 7th, because I cool. love you, Final Fantasy Tactics. We happy love you, birthday, too. Final Fantasy Tactics. <laughs> I've never played you. Love you enough to apparently remember your birthday two weeks late. <laughs> Damn, that's cold. Hey, I women. Mean, mostly it's because I got a reminder about it. <laughs> Even with a reminder, you only remember it two weeks late. Well, no, it was a Kotaku reminder. article posted today. Oh, yeah. So Kotaku was late. Yeah, it's their fault. And actually, they anyway. they have a a clip from someone's article about it, talking about the arithmetician from the game, who literally uses math to kill people. Oh, oh God! It's amazing. <laughs> I have to share that with somebody, but I'm not going to do it on here. Mathematics uh, class all over again. Oh God! Um, I'm gonna pretend to start a conversation because Sedge keeps trying to end it. <laughs> so anyway, if you want to follow the show, you can follow us on Twitter at Gaming Casual Pod on Facebook.com/slash/group/slash/GamingCasual. You can find me on Twitter at Sedge underscore Gaming and on Twitch at Sedge or at Lord. Twitch.tv slash Lord Sedge. I can plug my own shit. I Wait swear. a word. <laughs> Control. Go. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Control Freak. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Zguru Review. And you can find me on Twitter uh, with the handle Freak Control. Those are my light. Uh, you can find me in Alaska's Fox Archipelago infiltrating a nuclear disposal warehouse to try and save the world. Elaborate. Why do you do you have anything to plug? Uh, usually you could find me in either of their Twitch streams, but I'm also on DeviantArt where I post up my artwork under the name Midnight Direwolf. There you go. There you go. Plug yeah. that art channel. And, uh, Hope you guys enjoyed the episode, and we will see you next week. Farewell. Bye. Deuces.